Hey folks, thanks as always for listening. Welcome to episode 47 of Breakfast Cereal with Extra Pulp. I'm Artie Rogers. If you're listening for the first time, this is a podcast where we talk about the new pulp action revolution. And if this is your first time, I bet I know why. Today, friends, I have a major special guest. The way this was going, she was either going to be on my show or send me a restraining order for asking her so many times. I would say she needs no introduction, but you know, podcasting. You can't see her or anything, but I know you're going to recognize this voice. It's Captain Andelva Starbleed from the long-running serial Space Pirate Amazons. That's right, listeners, I have Mary Gelding herself with us today. Hi, Artie. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know all my listeners are thrilled to hear from you. Now, in case anyone isn't familiar with SPA, and seriously, if you're not, why are you listening to this program? But just in case, I came prepared. I have clips! Yay, clips! For three years, every month, you could turn on your computer, and with a click of the mouse, this is what you'd hear. The Earth is no more. Humanity has spread throughout the galaxy in massive colony ships... These floating fortresses are nearly impervious to harm, but there is one force the corrupt leaders of these colonies fear. Captain Andelva Starbleed captains the pirate ship Revenge with her all-female crew of freed slaves. Join us once again for the adventures of Space Pirate Amazon! Oh, indeed. Speaking of which, I think I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this. I'm pretty sure my listeners would revolt if I didn't ask you to give the battle speech. Oh, wow. Uh, really? (laughs) I think we have to. Okay, okay. Just give me a moment. Take their guns. Take their credits. Take anything you feel like. Leave them bleeding. Leave them broken. And leave one survivor to tell the tale. Oh, wow. Listeners, that was even more awesome when you get to see your face. Thank you. No, no, I mean it. You had this look on your face that made me start checking the room for exits. You know, that actually wasn't my favorite quote from the series. No? No. There were a few moments where Andelva was wounded. Oh, oh gosh, yes, yes. Can I do it? Oh, please. Quit your worrying. There'll be no dying from me until I can buy my own planet. Yeah, that's actually a fairly good segue to something I wanted to talk to you about. I mean, okay, so throughout the series, we're rooting for Captain Starbleed, but really, she is not a very nice person. You know, pirates never are. We like to paint them up as this band of freewheelers fighting oppression. But David did a lot of research into actual historical pirates. And I mean, they were thieves and killers. That's David Bonham who wrote and produced the show? Right. And the truth is that deep down in her soul, Andelva Starbleed was a thief and a murderer. So would you call her an anti-hero? I don't even know if I'd go that far. She was a villain who ended up working with a lot of heroes. Okay. Okay, I see that. Uh, Now, when we first meet her, I think this is episode one, uh, she and her first mate attack a prison ship and free the women who have been uh, 
Is enslaved too strong a word? I don't think so. David was never comfortable painting too graphic a picture of what exactly happened on board that prison ship. Just figure bad. Yes, very bad. Okay, here comes Captain Starbleed. She blows a hole in the side of the ship, takes out all the guards. She frees these women from this horrible fate. And you're thinking, wow, what an awesome person. And then, to take it a step further, she offers to take them aboard her ship, give them an opportunity to avenge the wrongs they've had to suffer. And you're like, wow, she, she is like their savior. And you keep thinking that right up until the end of episode one when this is what she says to her first mate. Narla, focus. You want to paint revenge on the side of the ship to make those stupid cows happy? You go right ahead. But I need you to remember this. Nothing has changed. How many years have we been slitting throats and taking credit chips? We weren't in it for revenge then. And we're not in it for that now. We stole the X-7 gunship because it meant we could hit bigger, fatter targets. But you and I can't crew something that big by ourselves. We needed a crew. If I have to press them into serving, I will. But it's going to be a lot easier to motivate them if we make them believe we give a rich snake's hide about making the Republic or colony suffer. We're running a con on them because it means you and I will be filthy rich. Don't start believing the con. Now get back out there and find out if any of those wastes of oxygen know how to fire a ship's cannon. Yeah, not a nice person at all. <laughs> That's my girl. Okay. But, I mean, things just start getting worse. I, I think it's, what, two episodes later, and there's this one crew member who is super into getting revenge. Now, do you want to tell this one? Oh, sure. Uh, Captain Starbleed and this one crew member are on an enemy ship. They've just driven off the guards, and the crew member wants to go chasing after them. So when Delva says... Forget about the guards. Grab those. I think they were bottles of Andromedan wine. That sounds right. Anyway, the girl turns to her and says something like, I want to go kill those men after all that they did to me. You can't ask me to stay here picking up wine barrels. To which Captain Starbleed responds, I'm not asking. Then she shoots the girl in the back of the head. So, yeah, I think you pegged it pretty well. Not a hero of any kind. All right, so your first mate dies after being played by, was it four different women over two seasons? Yay, podcasting! <laughs> and that was fairly common for the series, except for you. I think you were the only performer who stayed with a recurring character throughout the whole series. Me and David, right. Oh, oh, that's right. He did start doing some voice work in the second season. He became your first mate for a while. And then promptly stabbed me in the back. Right. Now that story's a little complicated. Uh, you teamed up with another pirate ship to take down a big battle cruiser, and that does not go well for them at all. Their ship is blown out of the sky, and you pick up the one survivor in an escape pod. So he becomes the only man on an all-female crew. Best gig ever. You know, come to think of it, yeah. Uh, so he's with you for the rest of that season, and after Narla dies, you make him your first mate. He saves your life at least three times that I can remember, and then you make the mistake of leaving him as the only person on the ship, and he promptly steals it from you. <laughs> yes! Well, that's when we found out he wasn't a member of the pirate crew. He was a prisoner. They had managed to capture Commander Ehan Dark Nova, Republicor Espionage. That's a great name, Dark Nova. I know, super pulp villainy, although I should point out it is a scientific impossibility. Okay, true enough, true enough. So, you get a new ship really quickly. One of my favorite episodes. Oh, it was a good one, yeah, with, with the alien with the silver eye patch. 
Um, anyway, the last season is a cat and mouse game between you and Dark Nova. He's the cat, you're the mouse. And finally, finally you take the fight to him. You go after this huge colony ship where he's stationed, something no pirate has ever dared to do before. Alright, so your crew is manning the gunship, and meanwhile you sneak aboard the colony ship and you manage to steal this, this super incredible prototype cloaking device the Republicor has developed, as well as all the schematics which would let someone build it. Uh, whichever colony ship gets a hold of this, they are pretty much invincible, and that leads us to the last episode ever. So are you ready for this clip? I'm never ready for this clip, but go ahead. Good evening, Captain Starbleed. No need to play pretend. I know you're out there, and I know you're hearing me. You installed the cloak fairly quickly on that shuttlecraft you stole, but I did see the surveillance footage, and I know it was you on board our ship. I am once again impressed. I thought I was done underestimating you. Clearly, I was completely wrong. I hope you'll be suitably impressed yourself by this little demonstration. You may fire when ready, Lieutenant. Maintaining radio silence? Probably a wise choice. But even though I can't track your shuttlecraft, I know you're seeing the same thing I am. And that was a little toy we've developed called the Pulse Mine. The damage to the ship is minimal, but we've shut down pretty much every system on your ship for the next two minutes or so. Your allies aboard the... Oh, what did you christen the new ship? The Woman Scorned? Anyway, your allies on board are, frankly, sitting ducks. I've given you one chance. Turn your shuttlecraft around and redock with my ship. Or, I turn your ship and your entire crew into vapor. You have one minute and 45 seconds to comply, Andelva. I'll see you soon. And that... That was the end of the last episode of Space Pirate Amazons. There were credits. Okay, yes, there were credits, but you know what I'm getting at. The whole series ends on a Lady or the Tiger moment. So I'm going to ask you a question that I'm sure you've heard before. I'm sure I have as well. What happens next? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. That is how the series ended, and I couldn't be happier with it. Okay, but what about the people who say they don't think it ended at all? That's just it. It didn't. If it had ended, it would have ended. And then you would have known. As it is, the ending isn't set in stone. What do you think happened? Oh, me? Yes. Do you think Andelva turned herself over to be tortured and imprisoned, trusting that eventually her crew would save her? Actually, no, I don't. Okay. So, you get to make up your own ending. And nobody can tell you you're wrong. So, what do you think happened? Well, like you said, she was a villain. In my head, she pointed the shuttle to anywhere but there... Took off without looking back, sold the cloak to the highest bidder, and, and bought that planet she always wanted. That's not a bad ending. And it's yours. No one can take it from you. All right. So how does it end in your head? It changes every day. Andelva was one of the best characters I ever had a chance to do. And I'm so grateful to David for letting me be her. If I had to pick an ending, I picked the one that we got. Where Captain Starbleed has infinite choices available to her and the universe is still hers to command. 
All right. Now, you have made exactly nobody happy with that, but I have to admit it sounds pretty neat. All right. Now, we go to the listener mailbag. I've got some questions that my listeners sent in, and if you can just... Hello? Liar. Hi, David. Lying liar. I guess you heard the interview. I did indeed, you lying liar from Liarsville. I am not a liar. I am a performer presenting fiction. When you are portraying a character, you are a performer. In an interview, you are a lying liar from Liarsville, the capital of Liarland. Okay, fine. Are you going to rat me out? I am not. I promised you I would never reveal the ending until you got around to performing that last speech. And unlike you, I'm not a lying liar from Liarsville, the capital of Liarland, on the continent of Liartania. There's no way you'd consider a rewrite. I have considered a rewrite. I've sent you scripts for a whole new season. But you and I both agreed that the character arc is strongest if Andelva transmits the cloaking schematics to her ship and then rams the shuttlecraft into the colony ship's weapons array, thus allowing her ship to escape. That was the ending we both agreed made the most sense. I changed my mind. Really? Yes! Lying Liar from Liarsville, capital city of Liarland, on the continent of Liartania, on planet Lysalot, inside the lie-through-your-teeth nebula. Okay, you're right. I know. Did you at least try to record the last speech again? I'm way beyond picky on sound quality at this point. I tried. I tried. You know I tried. I just... can't. It's not really killing when it's a fictional character, you know. It feels like it. It feels like killing my best friend. I know. Really, I do. We've known each other for long enough that I've come to accept these little quirks of yours. All right, well, your psychosis notwithstanding, are you coming in next week for the new project? Does anybody die? Romantic comedy. You'll be fine. I'll be there. Bring the donuts. I will. Goodbye, David. You've been listening to Space Pirate Amazons, produced by the Seat of Our Pants players, written and directed by Dan Wenzel. Mary was Jill Wenzel, Artie was Dan Wenzel, and David was Andrew Dell. Music today included Fanfare for Space by Kevin MacLeod. Sound effects provided by www.freesfx.co.uk. Thanks for listening, everybody. Tune in next time.